Game of Thrones made a lot of actors rich, but not Jason Momoa. He was broke when he exited the show and for quite a while afterwards. What put the future Aquaman in so much debt and why this actor is really just like us. It is Monday, November 16th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown-Up Podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from our studio in Texarkana, Texas, where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show, a studio that smells like new carpet. I'm Joe Salcihai. Show off. All right. Here... On Money with Friends, we talk about the latest personal finance headlines. We add in the insights and the wisdom of our fantastic cast of thought leaders. We mix in some questions and comments from our money friends, and then we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's going to be fun, Bobby, because we're talking celebrities and their money. And there's nothing more fun than seeing people that are on the big stage and saying, wow, they actually might be a little like us. <laughs> yes. I know. And especially when we see them now as these big Hollywood stars in these major superhero blockbusters to hear that, yeah, they got a mortgage too. They got kids too. They got their expenses. Are they using a budgeting app? I don't know. Yeah. Jason Momoa in the news. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's discussion. This is Tim from the Faith and Finances podcast. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money? Let's do this. Okay, so the piece that we're going to use as a basis for our discussion is from the New York Post by Eileen Reslin. The title is Jason Momoa says he was quote, completely in debt after Game of Thrones. And the piece basically talks about the fact that he went broke and couldn't find another acting gig for years after pay, after playing Drago on HBO's Game of Thrones. Um, he literally, and by the way, he's, you know, he's a full-on adult. He's 41 years old now, but he was probably, I guess, in his 30s at the point. At the point. So, you know, he was somewhat established, but he couldn't get work. He said it's very challenging when you have babies and you're completely in debt. He has two kids, Joe, with his wife, Lisa Bonet, um, who also we know has the daughter Zoe Kravitz with Lenny Kravitz. Um, he said he was struggling to pay the bills on his Topanga Canyon house um, for quite some while, really until 2016 when he finally had his big, bigger breakout role. I, I would think Game of Thrones was the breakout role, but apparently not financially, Justice League um, in 2016. And of course, now we know him as Aquaman, um, but he he absolutely struggled. I mean, he's got to start at Baywatch in Hawaii, but that was a long time ago. That was almost 20 years ago. And after that wrapped, Joe, he moved to Los Angeles. He couldn't even get an agent. Yes. And I, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't a Baywatch person, but like, that's a pretty big show. Right. It is surprising. I think we naturally assume that when we see somebody in the media, we see them on TV, that we think that they are immediately financially successful. In fact, it's funny, often when it comes to 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 uh, some brands, as an example, if a brand is super successful, they don't need to advertise. And yet, uh, as a professor taught me in one of my media courses, that generally if they're advertising all the time, it's because they need more, they need more people. It's the companies that don't advertise that, that, that don't need people. And by the way, that does 
doesn't mean that that advertising isn't good. Jason Harris will be the first one to contradict what I just said and say, no, 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 no. You have to keep your brand out there and keep it fresh and keep people remembering what you're about, right? And sometimes you're an emerging brand, but um, but but it's also but it's also the same for actors. At the beginning, you take jobs that pay next to nothing uh, at the beginning of your career to get yourself established. And the fact that he couldn't get an agent, even after starring what I would think would be a pretty big role, is it is it because you look at this big, huge man, right? And you think to yourself that there may be a limited number of roles that he can do. Well, and that goes to, you know, with everything, you have to be versatile and you have to have different income streams. Um, we have in our audience, um, Neil, who is asking, did he have a side hustle? Because Harrison Ford was a carpenter. And we know a lot of actors. I'm not going to say Brad Pitt had some side hustles, as we know. I'm he not going to give anything away, Neil. So, you know. I mean, there's, go ahead, Joe. Well, I'm not going to give anything away for Neil, but I will say that we haven't introduced next season's cast yet. <laughs> hmm. Or maybe not. You know who else? Um, the, the guy who was in the Hurt Locker, somebody, somebody online is going to have to help me with this. Um, he was also uh, in the Avengers, um, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Uh, 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 Jeremy Renner also did construction and did other, did other side, side hobbies. I also know that, um, uh, Ashton Kutcher, you know, is a big angel investor for fintech firms for all kinds of different firms. Like he's, he's very interested in diversifying his income and, and, and doing other things. And I think especially for somebody, and what's cool with Jason is to see him as his career blossoms and he finds himself in roles that he even says in this piece that he didn't expect now and working jobs and expanding his, his options and his opportunities that, that even while that expands, uh, expanding his income streams, I think is a great idea. Yeah. I think it's important to have diversified income streams always. And, and look, I mean, Annette points out that the entertainment industry is the most inconsistent industry. I don't know if it's the most, but it's certainly extremely unreliable. Um, you can have all kinds of different ways of getting paid. Sometimes even very successful actors are paid based on just how the movie does and the movie doesn't do as well as they expect. Of course, sometimes the opposite happens and they can make a lot more money than expected, but more often than not these days, they're often paid by, by having, you know, skin in the game and not necessarily getting a paycheck up front, which can work in their favor. But there's a lot of variables in the acting business. I it's, like this. It's interesting. And I like that he mentions that he had babies, you know, yeah. like that's coming out, that he had a family to support. We just think of like actors as young kids kind of waiting tables. Sometimes they're men in their 30s that have babies and a wife at home. But that's the frustration, right? On one hand, he has this thing that he wants to do that he's really passionate about and he wants to pursue it. And on the other end, he has very real bills that are due today, tomorrow, maybe last week and reconciling the two of those. How do I make sure that I eat? But at the same time, I get this fulfillment out of my life. It can can lead to a lot of a lot of financial uh, angst that's 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 frustrating. You know, uh, this idea that Annette brings up, though, Bobby, about uh, entertainment 
entertainment being inconsistent, we can actually widen that and talk about everybody with inconsistent income. So especially for somebody like an actor, somebody who gets paid a commission, somebody who gets this big paycheck all at once. I think for these people, it's important to take that money and put it in a savings account, decide how much money you need to, to live on. This is what I did when I was a financial planner and then pay yourself a paycheck from that savings account. So the savings account is completely off limits. In fact, when I was a financial planner to make sure that we did that, we would get rid of debit card access. We get rid of checks. We would make sure the only way for that money to come was distributions like a paycheck being automatically deposited to your checking account, or you had a wire transfer. And what's funny about the wire transfer was a wire transfer was, was at that time somewhere between 20 and 40 bucks, depending on the institution, $40 is nothing in an emergency, but Bobby, so many people, let me phrase it this way. Your brain, your brain, if you've got money sitting there, your brain will go, well, I got cash sitting there. I'll just do it that way. But when there's $40 or $30 between you and your money, that's a fee that you imposed on yourself. You didn't have to set it up that way. All of a sudden our brain goes, well, maybe I don't need it. Maybe I don't want to pay that $30 fee. And just this little baloney fee between us and our money, that, that's a spot where fees actually really helped us uh, and help my, my clients get ahead. So um, inconsistency is one thing. Setting yourself up so that you have this consistent paycheck is, is another. Difficult for him at and the time, but I think we can all maybe learn from that. Yeah. And also knowing your triggers. I mean, I know it's really hard for me to pay a bank fee for just getting access in cash, you know, right. that extra three or $4 that they'll charge you to get access money. If you go to something that's not your bank, that kind of thing always is very upsetting. But I also like the idea now, you know, I did go, this is part of this New York post article was, um, taking out of the, an in style piece, which was the actual primary interview. So as a journalist, I went to the primary interview and I did think that the install piece had some interesting things about how he's now working going forward, having moved past that and sort of the lessons that he's learned as many actors do more and more these days as he has now started moving into a business that is not related to acting. So I haven't been able to find what side hustles he was doing. I think he was just kind of taking smaller roles that were barely paying him and still going for it. Um, I think one of the problems with side hustles sometimes is that it's a delicate balance as we, you sort of alluded to between, you know, making enough money to live your your life. But also if you're so busy with the side hustle, you don't get back to the acting, but he now has a project where he's got a new line of canned drinking water called Mananalu. Mananalu. <laughs> and yeah, anyway, and it's launched to address his biggest environmental peeve. I'm now reading from the InStyle piece, um, single-use plastics. And, you know, he he's, you know, he says he doesn't want to be an actor just complaining about it. And um, so he's working also to develop a network of sustainable farms along native his native Hawaiian families, helping them improve poor nutritional habits and also generating income from tourists. So he is thinking business. And I think because he's been so public about his economic struggles, that is something that is a teaching moment that we don't have to hide from this, that yeah. it's relatable to all of us, that we've all had times and, and seasons of our life when we have struggled. I know I certainly have um, a lot of people when you go through different transitions, whether it's a job switch, whether it's maybe going back to school to get another degree, to get education and you, you choose to get debt for, you know, what's a good reason for you or what, maybe there's a recession and you have to take a step back economically. It happens to all of us. And very often it's not quote our fault. We talk about a three to six month emergency fund. And here we are in month like eight 
of this pandemic, right? So, you know, this could happen to anyone. So we sort of laughingly say Jason Momoa, Game of Thrones, just like us. But in fact, it really is just like all of us. I mean, at the end of the day, acting is his career. It is his income source and, and it can be erratic, just like all of our jobs can be erratic. And and no job is truly secure. And that's why you do have to have that financial safety net always. I was I was on a uh, business coaching call and we were talking about expectations yes, just yesterday. And the coach was telling me that whatever you put in place today, you need to have an expectation that the first three years are going to be rough. And whatever you put in place today, three years from now, it's going to work. And that should be your expectation. And it's funny because I think about my money troubles uh, back for me. And, and at the time, I had to have this belief that I will come out of the other side of this. It will get better. Things, things will, will brighten. And they did. And now, like Jason is here, it's actually fun to go back now in my head and think about, I lived through that. You know, I mean, it wasn't fun at the time, but man, I lived through that. And and if you're hanging out with us today and you're somebody who's in the middle of that dark pit, you just had to keep telling yourself that someday I remember getting off the phone with a, with a, a collection agent at one point, Bobby going, you know, I hope like hell at some point I will look back at this and laugh. And now I do. I don't really laugh because the guy was a jerk, but, um, but I do, I go back and I'm like, if I can deal with that, I can deal with anything now. So good stuff there. Hey, yeah. in, in just a second, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways from today's discussion about uh, actor Jason Momoa and his past money troubles. But Bobby, Jason Momoa is an artiste. What, uh, what's our takeaway from our discussion here today about his money issues? You know, right now we look at him, he's this big celebrity and he's so successful and hopefully he has some really good financial advisors in his orbit. But at the end of the day, like so many people, he works in the gig economy, just like so many of us. And it can be precarious. Who among us could really go three to four years without a job? So, you know, he is just like us and it's amazing. And I, I really give him a lot of credit that he didn't not give up. He stuck to what he wanted to do. And I am so happy to see his success. And I wish that kind of success to everybody who was going for their dreams. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading a book right now, Bobby, to your point that is uh, from the, the, the former CEO of Honeywell. And there's this, the, the CEOs often make this uh, distinction between being able to invest for the long term and be, doing what's right for investors today. Like you have both of these things going on at the same time. So which do we do? Do we pay attention today? Do we pay attention tomorrow? Jason actually focused on both of those things. He focused mm-hmm. on, on today. And, and, and I think when you're in a, in a, in, in trouble with your money, like he was, you still have to think about what brings you out of this. And it's not giving up on your goal. It's about investing, but also doing the, doing the, um, doing the hard work to, to, to try to do both. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. It's hard. So how do people help us make the show, Bobby? Got a, well, first fr- of all- got a friend behind oh, go me. Ahead. I know. First of all, everyone should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search for Money with Friends because you can watch us uh, do the show, which is always super fun and sometimes be part of the show. You can also have your questions answered. If you DM us on our Instagram at money friends pod, just put in your questions. We do a weekend show every Saturday and well, now it's the same show Saturday and Sunday, but it's, we call it the weekend show. And so if you leave your questions on at money friends pod, just DM us, we may choose it to be part of our weekend show and stay close to Instagram. Cause we do post a lot of fun stuff there. Tomorrow you have Amy Goodman on with you. 
Yeah, she's going to give us some interesting intel on the holiday shopping season and what we need to know to get the best deals possible for our family and loved ones and everyone we want to buy gifts for and also maybe some strategies to make sure we stay within our budgets when we're shopping. We'll be back here tomorrow. You and Amy, this is Money with Friends. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.